Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a great day so far. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing good. So far, so good. Having a, you know, everything's falling into place sort of morning, not behind, not moving forward, just on time, I would say. How are you doing? An on-time departure. An on-time departure. You know, the temperature here in the studio is really fucking with me because, you know, it's so hot outside and then it's freezing in here. So we were like wearing sweatpants yesterday and today. Um, I cannot stop sweating. I'm literally sitting here with a fan between my legs. I'm not okay. Um, and I just don't appreciate the imbalance, like the climate change in this studio. Yeah, that's wrong. My studio, not to like rub it in or anything. I'm freezing. I'm wearing a blanket. I have Bryce, like he's my personal heating pad and we're just so cold and chilly. Mm, you're so small and frail and cold. Oh, oh, Sorry oh. that you're so warm. I'm not with this handy dandy Amazon fan blowing between my legs, <laughs> betwixt my legs. <laughs> Are you wearing pants? No, I'm wearing shorts and I'm still sweating. Oh. Like when I tell you how fucking done I am and how ready I am for summer to be over, like I cannot, cannot stress that enough. So over it. I can't wait. I mean, we're slowly getting there. We're more than halfway through August. August is almost behind us and that's a cause to celebrate. And I've spent so many weeks this month in Florida that I didn't even have the chance to realize that it's gotten chillier in New York. Like it's been 75 these last two days. It's been absolutely delightful. All I need is a good 10 degrees. And that is a temperature I could live with forever. Like where is a place where it's always 65 degrees? Besides year, my bedroom. Year round? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get year round stability anywhere. That's where I need to live. That's why we have winter, spring, summer, summer and fall. All, All you, you got, got to, to do, do is cold. Wait, by I... the way, speaking of sad songs, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. I did. Smelly Pillow, my beloved pillow that happens to be smelly, died yesterday. I don't understand why how I've had pillows literally since before I was born that I still use so the smelly pillow was special because of this hydro gel flex thing and it's a pillow cover that really makes it special and I throw the pillow cover in the wash like once a week and something about this particular load it just like imploded the gel was everywhere like you're doing it all wrong you're not supposed to put that gel thing in the washer but it's the pillow cover no it's not yeah, it is. No, it's not. 
Yes, it is. I ha- okay, I'm going to go look at the one that's in your bedroom. Yeah, keep telling me about my smelly pillow. No, like, you I know. ruined your pillow from the jump. You didn't know no. that pillows that you didn't know that pillows come with pillow covers that you take off and wash. You put right. your whole pillow in the washing machine. And by the way, my whole pillow in the washing machine, it was totally fine and safe. Then these last couple you, of times. That's why it became smelly. Oh, yeah, smelly. Yeah, that's not bad. I like the smell. Like, that's what the whole point of smelly pillow was. I was enjoying the smell. Okay. But then you told me this magical thing about a pillow cover. I took the pillow cover off, and now I've just been washing the pillow cover when I wash my sheets. And something about the way it tumbled, it just didn't make it. Tumbled too hard. It went too hard. It's, it was like Simone Biles. It tumbled too hard. It did a flip. It did a flip. It was so upsetting. Like, And last night was the first night I slept with that smelly pillow in a really long time. And I, I can't lie, like it was not a good sleep. So you should come back here because I have your dear pillows twin. I know. And I know I could get another one. It's not like this brand of pillow has been discontinued. Um, it's just not really the same. Even when I was at your house, like it was great, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're going through that, sis. It's hard. You know, grief is, it comes in waves. You know, there's anger. denial no smelly pillow she can't be gone she can't what's the next one bargaining acceptance 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 is last you have to Uh, bargain i'll give anything for smelly pillow to be back take all my other pillows right i'll literally i'll do anything to get my smelly pillow back to me yeah I'm not at acceptance yet. I'm really not. Um, I just keep waiting for Smelly Pillow to like work its way back up the trash chute and into my heart. Will someone just send her one, please? The fine people at Purple, please send no, her I pillow. No, I can buy my own pillow. It's not even about that. It's about the memories and it's really about the smell. Like I said, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Rip Smelly Pillow. <laughs> Rip Smelly Pillow. Ain't that the truth? Um, I spent my evening having another musical interlude, not Smelly Pillow per se, but I was watching Elvis music videos because Harry like really loved Elvis when he was watching with us the movie. And so I was like, let's put on some music videos. Plus the quality is so shitty that it's not like you're going to get addicted to the television. No, it's like, you know, it's actually not bad for like focusing or anything. It's not going to drive his attention away. It's like one camera foggy and just good music so it's actually the perfect thing I think for a youngin to watch so mm-hmm. we were watching uh Elvis's TV comeback a bunch of his performances and then I went down a Spotify rabbit hole of like finding Elvis covers because the Elvis songs are amazing but like listening to the Elvis version it's just not all of them are like my particular style but like when Haley Reinhardt covers it all of Times a sudden all of a sudden it's my vibe so I was really finding the most premium Elvis covers on Spotify last night I posted them to my Instagram story but the journey's not done and which is the Elvis version from Crazy Rich Asians Wedding can't help falling in love with you no who sings it in what in Crazy Rich Asians oh um an artist I think her name is Kia something Oh, you know, Simon, Hawk, and Phil had the girl who sang it at Crazy Rich Asians at their wedding. Wow. It was iconic. That rendition is amazing. Obviously, Casey Musgraves' rendition on the album is really good. It's really a song that you can't fuck up. Even I, I've been singing it every minute of the day now. Yes, come on. Okay. Wise men say only fools rush in. But I can't help. 
Of course. Then, of course, I have to, you know, make it my own. That was gorgeous. Yeah, it's like not a difficult song. It kind of sounds like a lullaby. Yeah, I was singing it all night last night, and it's really, like, changed my life. Man, I love that. You know, I love when, like, an older artist, um, dead or alive, does kind of their greatest hits, hits albums redone by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, what comes to mind is Elton John's when, you know, we had so much goodness, especially Miley Cyrus. Then we had uh, Brooks and Dunn doing There's Neon Moon with Casey Musgraves, Luke Combs. I love when, like, an iconic older artist does those type of, like, greatest hits albums with younger people. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, and I think they did a good... I'm sorry, a decent amount of that on the Elvis soundtrack Mm -hmm. for the album and for the movie. They had some cool moments. Obviously, like Hound Dog Doja Cat is insanely sickening and like five stars, you know, 10 out of 10. Yeah, you ain't nothing but a dog. Frog. But there could have been more. And I found, oh my God, so I sent it to you and Margo, I found this cover of the song from that 68 special. I didn't even know that song, If I Can Dream It. Mm -hmm. Love it. New favorite song. And it's covered by Shawn Mendes, Post Malone, Darius Rucker, Blake Shelton, and Carrie Underwood. They're all on it together. Like, Stunning. Who dreamed this up and why weren't they on the album for the movie? You know, Post Malone's affinity for country music is one of my favorite things. And I know you don't have a TikTok, but if you followed him on TikTok, he like records these jam sessions. And a lot of the music he covers is country like he did Brad Paisley and he plays guitar so well and I'm just waiting for the Post Malone country album like I think it could happen Ooh, he should be on crossover CMT crossover <sighs> is that still a thing I think so I hear about it sometimes I feel like it's like the Comedy Central roast it's like once yeah, every like once few year. years you never know when it's gonna happen but it's gonna slap Yeah, one of my favorite rabbit holes to go down on YouTube are CMT crossovers where they have like a pop artist and a country artist. Some of my personal favorites are, of course, Katy Perry and Casey Musgraves and honorable mention, Zach Brown Band, Shawn Mendes. That one's really good. Yeah. And sorry, like the country songs like always sound better. Yeah, because it's just like about the tune and the voice kind of like can't help falling in love with you. I think that's why it's so beautiful. It sounds even better when I sing it. So as of, you know, the resident expert on that song which cover is currently your favorite probably Haley Reinhart okay can we talk about Haley Reinhart for a second that's she was on American Idol she literally had one of the most unique voices I remember watching when we were kids like obsession this like gorgeous curly blonde hair she was just like the girl of the moment and then like nothing came from her American Idol success. I don't even remember if she won or not. It doesn't really matter. She had one song released afterwards. What was that song called? I used to love it. But what I really used to love was re-watching her Benny and the Jets performance yeah, the on Benny American Idol. Yeah, Benny and the Jets one. She should have been on the Ultimate album. Snub after snub for Haley. No, I know. And she's just one of those like really underrated um, singers. Yeah. I love her. People, so I put a suggestion box on my story. People were telling me what their favorite Elvis covers are. Apparently, there's a cover, um, The Wonder of You from Big Little Lies by The Mm. Villagers or something. I listened to it. And I could see why other people like it, but it's just like not my style. Uh, Beyonce has a cover of Fever. That's really good. 
And there were a few more, but there really aren't that many. And I challenge Hollywood uh, and the entertainment industry to make an album of Elvis covers. There is an audience for it. And you guys Especially have, now. Yeah, of course. With this movie, like, I think so many people, I was even, like, watching Juliet Porter's story, and she was like, is anyone else obsessed with Elvis now? And she was listening to his album. Yeah. And I just feel like the us kids, we are, there's an appetite. Yeah, somebody needs to work with like Elvis's estate or like like his life rights, whatever it is, just to come out with like a premium ass album. Yeah. I love that. Love that. So free idea for the day. Really quickly, I wanted to touch on one thing, an update from yesterday's story when we were talking about Ben and Jen and their wedding. It turns out that Leah Remini was not at the wedding, which if true, which I believe it is, TMZ reported it, is not good. No, but maybe it was just really small. Okay, so the like the comment that TMZ had gotten from Leah Remini's camp was that she had to hang out with her daughter because her daughter is going off to college. Like, I'm sorry, that's not a real reason that's not to go to your best friend's Casey wedding. That's very Affleck. Right. I'm I'm shook. I'm I was literally just saying they're one of my favorite female friendships, and I don't honestly like I I don't know what I would do like. That would really be huge. I think that they're fine. I really do. I'm not worried. Okay. I don't think it was like super Hollywoody. And also, I need to update everyone because I, I guess yesterday I called Jennifer Garner Jessica Garner. Common misconception. Yeah. Um. Her name Oops. is Jennifer. Oops. Oops. My bad. My bad. Oops. That one's on me. Oh, personal update. I am like. Under 5,000 followers away from 200,000 followers on TikTok, which if you know how desperate I am, um, that's huge for me. So if everyone could just take a moment, if your name is Jessica or Jennifer or Kate or any any kind of version of Kate, Catherine, Kathleen, uh, follow me on TikTok, please. And maybe you want to follow me on TikTok at Jackie O because you never know when she's coming back. Yeah, for sure. But you can't even get into your account. So like, I, I don't want to like, I know, but when I energy. do, when I do, you don't want to miss what I've got brewing. Do you know what like your debut content no, is going to be? Not at all. We'll have to come up with something good. Yeah. Maybe it'll be this clip from the podcast. Oh my God. I could start posting the podcast clips to mine. Or you could just start posting like your own. No, no, but they're just as much mine as they are yours. No, for sure. Like we can make more so that like we're not like posting triple content, you know? Yeah, we can make more. Wouldn't you guys more. like that? I don't know. I'll have to talk to AC and see what she wants. The account is hers. hundred. You should get your account changed to at American Camper. I know. Well, the bio is Counselor Snitch Fan Account, and that's never going to change. <laughs> also, we have a TV recap today because Jackie and I both watched the first episode of House of Dragons, which is the Game of Thrones prequel that premiered on HBO to a whopping 10 million viewers. Yeah, we're going to talk about the reviews and then we're going to review it ourselves that's in the fifth and oh final. i didn't know what the reviews were saying it's a, it, no uh, not necessarily reviews but just some stats statistics it's the fifth and final into the tv recap segment which we haven't done in so long so and that i'm bringing back full force this week i can't wait for beverly hills i'm gonna give you a recap like you never fucking seen before wow i can't wait but i think without further ado we should jump right in to the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and today's episode is brought to you by Clinique. Meet Clinique's first foundation designed to be the last step in your skincare routine. The even better clinical serum foundation is formulated with three serum technologies that visibly reduce dark spots, 
brighten and hydrate skin. So I love a good foundation, much as an ex-girl, and I'm really particular about foundation. And I've been speaking a lot about how much I like the Clinique one. And what I really like about it, obviously, is like the look, the way it like looks and feels. But the fact that it's built with skincare inside of it, so you know that it's not going to be clogging your pores or making any breakouts you have worse. Like it's working for you while making you look beautiful, stunning, and smart. And I think that that's just fabulous. And in as little as eight weeks, your skin can appear even more toned, radiant, and smoother, even your even after your makeup is removed. It's not really a foundation. Like it doesn't do it justice, justice because it's a clinical foundation. It has three serums inside of it. Um, and you can complete your regimen by visibly correcting, hydrating, and smoothing the look of skin after every wear. Their bottles are recyclable, so you can remove the cap and the pump and then rinse the bottle, which is glass, and then place it in a recycling bin. Um, they have a tw- they promise a 24-hour color true wear. It's oil-free, waterproof, sweat-proof, and humidity resistant. Um, it doesn't cake. It doesn't crease. It's a fabulous foundation. Clinique is a brand you can truly trust for makeup and for skincare, so this product is just all in one. Don't call it makeup. It is skincare in your shade. They offer over 42 shades, which is a huge range, and you can find your shade today at Clinique.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thuma. Thuma, 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 let me be your thuma. Thuma, 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 let me be your thuma. Thuma, thuma, thuma. Yeah, that's right, bitches. Today's episode is brought to you by Thuma because your bedroom deserves a refresh. And now it is a perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with Thuma. Thuma, thuma, thuma. It's made for how you live. The bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door in three easy to maneuver boxes, and it takes about five minutes to assemble with no tools required. If you've ever set up a bed, you know that about five minutes and no tools required is simply unheard of, but not from Thuma. Thuma, thuma, thuma. Comes in a bunch of different colors. Their bed is obviously easy to set up. It's also just like really gorgeous, minimal. It's the vibe of the moment, you know? They also have other bedroom essentials um, like the mattress, the nightstand, and the side table, and they all perfectly complement the bed. Their practice is an intentional less is more design philosophy for the bedroom. That means clean lines, subtle curves, and lifestyle enhancing details. You can create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co thuma.co slash toast. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for $25 credit. Love it. Okay, our first story, some podcast news. Meghan Markle's first podcast has premiered on Spotify. Meghan Markle has a new podcast as part of their, you know, deal from three years ago. hundred years ago. Uh, where they only put out one episode. But now her first show is here. It's called Archetypes. And she is deconstructing the history of societal stereotypes about women in her first show for Spotify, which premiered today. The first episode of Archetypes features Serena Williams, who recently announced her plans to retire from pro tennis. That's a good get. That's a good get. She's talking with Megan about the double standard women face when they are labeled ambitious. And Dr. Laura Cray, a professor at UC Berkeley and an expert on gender in the workplace. Next week's episode will feature a conversation with Mariah Carey. So this week's episode is all about, you know, uh, the word ambition and how for women, it's like the worst thing to be called. And she Mm -hmm. learned that, uh, you know, when she met and married her husband, and everyone is criticizing her quote unquote ambition. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so it, it is a podcast hosted by her. Yes. 
Okay, because that was confusing. Also, I feel like there was a lot of like hoopla around them having a podcast when it was announced, and now it's been three whole years to get one episode out. And I can't, like, I do imagine that some of the fanfare has passed. Yeah, also, I mean, they signed their deal back in 2020. Then they released one holiday episode, and then there was nothing. And it wasn't until, like, the New York Post kind of, like, exposed them because there was a what was it a job description for like someone to like do the show and it's like where is the there are no episodes there is no show and I guess that must have like lit a fire under someone's butt to be like this is embarrassing and what did we pay them millions of dollars for if they're not for one episode it was so weird and you know what? When it comes to this episode you guys know how I feel about Serena Williams would take a bullet um and I'm I, I believe in the message. I just don't know if, and uh, by the way, this is a personal choice, like choice. Like if I'm going to a podcast, like it's not for gender studies, but some other people might like want to get their, you know, empowerment from podcasts. But for me, like I'm looking at podcasts for entertainment, for pop culture, for comedy. Um, so like this is not my particular genre, but I do imagine there are people who enjoy this but that's just to say even though I love Serena Williams like I will not be listening to this yeah no honestly like it sounds kind of (laughs) miserable you know it just sounds like so serious and like and like I get that's what some people like listen to podcasts for but not me yeah the first episode is called the misconception of ambition I just I'm really trying like hard not to be negative I'm sorry but like when you're Meghan Markle and like you have like have all, all the, the context, all the access, and like you're making us listen to a professor from UC Berkeley about gen- like miserable. <laughs> no, like one thing about me, and this is absolutely no hate to the academic community, but like if there is a doctor or a professor <laughs> on a podcast, like I will be skipping it. Yeah, like, like I don't want to hear from a psychologist. Unless it's Dr. Phil or Dr. Uh-huh. Oz. A hundred percent. Unless you're a TV doctor, Drew. What's the one from 600 Pound Life? Oh, Dr. Nazarden. I mean, I would listen to a 24-hour <laughs> live stream of Dr. Nazarden. Say, maybe she could get him on next. So, yes, you're right. Unless you're a doctor who's appeared on TV multiple times, then I'm not interested. But, like, I'm just not into, like, psychologists or professors or, you know, PhDs. Like, that's, but that's my opinion. Yeah. You might like this episode. I'm just saying that's not what I particularly no. search for in podcasts. Or like there are categories of like education where like people, you know, talk to exclusively doctors, psychologists or doctor psychologists have podcasts and like huge audiences. I love that for them. But like when it's like something in the pop culture realm, like this is a celebrity podcast. We're having Serena yeah. Williams and a professor. Yeah, you know what? It's like a Spotify original with like premium guests. It sounds like she's going to be competing with Alex Cooper for guests. Totally. Like Alex Cooper just ha- like, had Demi Lovato. Like they're on the same level. And, like, and the week before, I think she had a doctor. I rest my case. Yeah, no. So and it's just like it's Spotify churning out like the same content, like interview shows hosted by women. About women. Right. About, and about womanhood. About, yeah, female tings. Femininity. And about the misconception of ambition. And this is just kind of like low key, like unoriginal. I'm trying so hard not to be a hater, but I support podcasting in all forms. And I welcome, I really do. I welcome someone as famous, as elite, as royal, as Meghan Markle to our trenches, you know? I do. Of of female podcasters. But I just like low key expected more after three years. Like we're just, oh, so it's just an interview show like everyone else. Like it's Armchair Expert. It's Call Her Daddy. It's like a regular podcast. Yeah. I will say the artwork is stunning. Ooh. Stunning, gorgeous, glamorous, 
black and white stripped down photo of Megan. Oh, and by the way, that font that she's using is Daily Mail. I'm sorry, this is the Daily Mail article. Oh, I thought but good that it was like you. a take. I thought it was a take on tabloid culture. No, that would be cool. But no, this is the font. It's very like Times New Roman types. Yeah, I love no, the branding. Fancy. I love the branding, and I like the beat. I like the beat, and I welcome. I really do. I welcome another female podcaster who, overall, rising tides raise all ships. I'm just looking at this through a critical lens, um, and I'm like, oh, after three years of like so much hoopla, that's that's it. Yeah, I agree. And it's like one of those podcasts has like a million producers. You know, it's so mm-hmm. like, it podcast a conversation. Sit down and chat. Yeah. What, what the fuck is up with Bruno? Why is he barking on our podcast? Because he wants his own podcast now. He's been waiting. He keeps coming to me. He's like, mom, please, Brew I'm ready. Brew types. And I'm like, Brew, you're too young. It's too much pressure. Like, just enjoy life in your childhood. And he hears us like talking about how we support other podcasters. And he's like, what about me? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Do we have any details of their Spotify deal? And is it them or just Megan? I thought it was them. And this Me is too. just like my memory, but could be yeah. totally wrong. I was thinking 20 million. For how many episodes? I have no idea. Let me Google that. Harry, Megan. And where's his podcast? So are they doing separate shows? Or maybe like next week it's like a Harry hosted episode with like him and Oprah. $25 million. For what? Like 10 years? There was a time where they were just like snatching up those deals. Netflix, Spotify, Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't know how, how long that was for. I'm, it's not really here. I would be so shook if it's $25 million for just like one season of this podcast for Megan. Because we don't really know... You know, are people going to, I mean, they are going to listen because people like Megan is that famous and it seems like her tier of guests is going to be beyond elite. Yeah. So maybe you won't tune into every episode, but you'll tune in for the guests that you like. I think that's how a lot of people look at podcasts. Yeah. Also, like, I think she is, you know, opening up. I, there was a headline like she, she I hadn't listened, I haven't listened to her episode yet. So I also, I, I do, you know, take whatever I'm saying with a grain of salt if I'm being right. critical or praising it. I haven't listened, but she did like share uh anecdote about a trip that they went on like I think it was a royal trip they were in South Africa and the heater in uh Archie's nursery caught on fire I don't think he was in the nursery but then they had to like go out and do um press and I think it was just she was sharing so I think people might tune in if she's really sharing yeah well if she's gonna spill the tea then that's a podcast that is a podcast that's a podcast like interviewing your famous friends like honestly that's not going to cut it. No, with like questions that are, you know, looked About, over like, by five different people and, you know, no, just Yeah, chat. just like kind of regurgitating like common, like we all know women are treated differently. Like mm. if you're not saying anything different, <laughs> like talking about it isn't going to change it, but we we know already and nobody knows better than Serena Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So if she's not adding anything new to like conversations we already know, like, oh, what's next? Uh... The ocean is filled with plastic. Like, we know. <laughs> like, we got to do, do lean on podcasts to tell you something new or original. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what the space has become, you know? I guess you could do whatever you want on this here mic. Sure. But sure. that's what the people like. If, you know, new thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Thoughts and tings. Like, that's a new podcast we should have on TNN. She should recap Real Housewives. Like, do something crazy. 
Yeah, or like give us an insight. Like, what is it like? Like, you got what you wanted. Like, you guys got out. Do you feel free? What do you do on the weekends? Like, give me something. Yeah. yeah. Who are you friends with? Like, you went to dinner with David Foster. What was that like? Maybe he'll be on the pod. Right. Would love, love an in-depth. It will be really interesting to see which of her famous friends come on. Cause I do feel like some of the people that she was friends with, she's not friends with anymore. Some of the people you think she would be friends with now that she's out, she's not friends with. So I want to know who her friends are. Let's guess. Okay. I feel like she'll have Priyanka Chopra on. Well, they were such good friends, but for some reason I thought they weren't friends anymore. Mm, I don't know I don't why. Know. I feel like there was something... Something that one of them should have been at that they weren't at. Maybe it was Megan was, obviously Megan wasn't at her wedding. Right. But she was at Megan's. Yeah. So we'll see. So we'll see. Uh, um, what is her vibe with the Kardashians? I was going to say, like, you would think she could be friends with Kim, but. Chris. Chris. I could see if she wanted to have like a mogul on, I think that would be an interesting episode. Everyone's always like, let's get Chloe and Kim on the podcast. And that's all great. What about Chris? Yeah. Yeah, these That's are, an episode we could learn something these from. These are some good ideas. And by the way, I, I can be bought. Like, if you want some of my ideas, Spotify, hit me up. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep you posted. Anyways, but yes. exciting podcasting news to top off the day, yes. and I always love that. Rising tides raise all ships. And it's not fair to really have, like, uh, reserve, we can't re have any judgments until we see what she does and we listen to an episode. Yeah. But just, like, the vibe that was described to me just seemed kind of, like, meh. Yeah, I'm going to try and listen today if I can make any time for that. Yeah. I'll listen, but I'm not going to listen to the doctor part. I'm sorry. Like, I, I have to set some boundaries <laughs> for myself. I'll listen to Serena Williams, but. <laughs> and that's not to say I don't respect doctors or professors. Yeah. I don't think I said she was but a doctor. But I don't. I don't think no, I said she was a doctor. Oh, I couldn't remember, so I just kept saying both. No, she's a doctor. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, you could be a doctor and a professor. Love that for her. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. It's the name on everybody's lips. The brand new Real Housewives of New York star has been revealed. One of the new members of the cast of the revamped Rahoni, so this is not legacy, this is with the new girls, is Texan fashion influencer Lizzie Savetsky, page six has learned. The Fort Worth, Texas native has some 200,000 followers on Instagram where she posts frequently about accessories and her Jewish faith. She's also a mother of three and married to plastic surgeon Dr. Iris Savetsky. The social media star recently spoke publicly about her struggle with alcohol, which of course has been something of a recurring theme on the show in the case of various other cast members. So Lizzie Savetsky, she actually was, uh, she used to live in Dallas. She was supposed to be on the new season of Real Housewives mm -hmm. of Dallas, but then that got canned. Her and her family recently moved to New York. And from what we understand, they are kind of centering the new season the of show. Young Roni around her. And what I've heard that I think is really cool is like, she's super, by the way, and I just love that the show is being centered around someone Jewish. Like it's New York. Like, can we have one thing? Um, and what I've heard from, pretty like legit sources is that she is totally like staying totally observant she observes Shabbat which means she doesn't drive or work or use her phone or anything um they're working around like the holidays and Shabbat for her like when they go on cast trips like they're not going to make her drive or like with the microphone they're going to use a boom like they're working around her observant tease and I think that's cool that is really cool I think you told me that but it's just really now registering especially with like cash trips and not using a microphone right that's pretty cool uh 
I, she must have like tested really well when they filmed her in Dallas, Dallas. And then when they heard she was moving to New York and they're also looking for a young cast or looking for a cast with a social media following it's, and she has like a whole family and I think she, her husband, you know, they're very, they're always posting content together. We both follow her mm-hmm. and her content's fire flames. Premium. Her outfits are so cute. I think she's going to make a really good housewife and she is a housewife. She is a mom. She's an influencer and she's young. Like she's all the things that they said that they wanted and now it's right. happening. There are some other names that were swirling about oh. who might also. There was one other girl in this page six article. She's an executive at Vera Wing named Ooh. Priya Schultz. Uh, Shukla she's in the mix for a role on the show but she hasn't signed on as a full-time member of the cast yet if they have started filming it must have been so recently because I think Lizzie moved to New York two weeks ago right well that's kind of been the only thing that like Housewives fans are like upset about they're like well she's not even from New York who cares I hate when people are like you're a transplant like but is Lizzie from Texas no no she she moved to Texas during the pandemic I was following her so I don't know where she lived before that. I think she lived in New York. Okay. I do believe she lived in New York. So, But I'm just saying, like, gatekeeping how many years someone lives in New York, like, that's extremely elitist. Like, oh, and yeah. And, but also, I that's when people so, do that. It's so un-New York. New York is a melting pot. It's right. The first, like, it, historically, it's been the first place where everyone from the world comes if they're coming to the country, like... That's New York. It's everyone. No, like this New York transplant thing. Like it's, they literally sound like they build a wall. Like calm down. (laughs) Like it's like people from New York are so fucking annoying about that. Like, well, you lived in London for one year. You're not a New Yorker. Yeah. Shut up. Literally shut the fuck up. And it also goes the other way for people who like try and keep New York. But it's like, you're from upstate. Luann, Sonia, you know, like these people aren't even from New York and they act like anyone who isn't from New York is, no one's from New York technically. You know what I mean? Everyone right. We're all here. from our mother's wombs. That's true. I just, I hate that shit. Like that's become like such a thing. Like you're not a New Yorker, F. No, like if I li- you live here, you're a New Yorker. Like I hate people that gatekeep calling pe- themselves a New Yorker. Like you could only call yourself a New Yorker if you do this. But you Shut know what up. else I also hate? I hate when like people move out of New York and like years later are like, well, I'm a New Yorker. I'm like, oh. mm, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think like still I can say I'm, I am a New Yorker, but I, that will expire and I need to figure out when that is. I completely agree. <laughs> Cause like if you're moving, like you are where you live. So sorry, if you live in Texas, you're a Texan. I don't care if you were born in Lenox Hill Hospital. You're not in New York. Like, you are where you live. I agree. People, like, take that as a personality trait wherever they move. Yeah. And they're, like, gone, gone, like, you're gone. It's so Gina Kirshenheider. It's it's the New Yorker in me. I know. Don't ever let me be that person. Never. But I am such... You're really not. And, like, like, your time is almost up. Like, dead ass. No, but I I guess, like, the way that I talk, I'm very New York. My attitude is very New York. No time, no patience. No fucks. No fucking bucks. No fucking bucks. But is that even New Yorkers these days anymore? No, they're all just like miserable cretins. Blase, like. (laughs) Like. Yeah, I don't know what like the current contemporary vibe of a New Yorker is. I think it's going through change. And weirdly, I think these new Real Housewives shows will probably influence how the world sees New Yorkers. Well, this is what's interesting. I feel like for a long time, people have been saying like housewives like needs like a a facelift. Like they need to skew younger. They need to like have, you know, more Instagrammy people. And this is exactly what it is. So we'll see if it works. 
I'm really excited. So far, so good. Like, I have full hope. Yeah, I think it's a good call. And you're right. If she was able to be casted on both franchises, like, she obviously has something, you know? Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, I've actually met her. Sorry. She's, like, so nice, so pretty, so hilarious, very outgoing. She'll make a great housewife. And I do think the alcohol thing is interesting. I don't know if that's the best environment for someone who's, like, struggling with alcohol currently but it will make for interesting conversations on the show I saw she posted about it on her Instagram recently I think she's sober been sober for a number of years like very strong in her sobriety oh oh, oh. okay yeah okay our next story some more Bravo news Nene Leakes has dropped her discrimination lawsuit against Bravo and Andy Cohen Nene Leakes has dropped her discrimination lawsuit against Andy Cohen Bravo the network's parent company NBC Universal and the production company True Entertainment for now at least according to court documents obtained by page six the Real Housewives of Atlanta alum filed on Friday to d- dismiss the case without prejudice meaning she has the ability to reopen it at a later time reps for Nene declined page six's request for comment on her future strategy. In the meantime, the parties involved in the case agreed to not seek recovery of costs or attorney's fees per the documents. The case's conclusion comes two months after Page Six reported in June that Nini had been in negotiations with Bravo, Andy, and NBC Universal to possibly settle their case outside of court. Well, if you're dropping your lawsuit, I guess that means it's not going well, right? Like she wasn't gonna win. Yeah, or could and they now your still losses. settle outside of court? I don't know. Um, This was like such a sad way for like the end of Nini's time on Housewives because she really was like a founding father of Housewives culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, I really have not kept up with this at all. I just I do follow Nini on Twitter. So it's pretty much all she talks about on Twitter. So that's how I knew it was still going on. Um, And I'm really curious what Andy's take on this is, because I honestly don't believe Andy is. I think he's far from innocent, like in general like I don't I don't think the Andy we see is like the Andy who he actually is and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's lots of nefarious business that goes on behind the scenes but I do know that like him and Nini like really loved each other and like really respected each other and so much of her lawsuit is about Andy yeah um and so that's sad to see the dissolution of a friendship very sad I wonder if he'll comment on it or speak on I guess now that it's dropped why would he do if that he hasn't now? said anything thus far and like it was a big story when it had when it was like filed and then, like, there was no follow-ups. Like, it's, it's been a really long time, so things just, like, fizzled out. So Andy, if he hasn't said anything, probably won't. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, I feel like there was always, you know, and throughout the years, like, it would spin a, you know, a revolving door of whether Nini is on this show or that show or her own show where she could come back. And I guess once you, like, sue everyone involved, there's no, no coming back. It's done. It's done. And that sucks. Yeah. Because one thing about Nini, even though in her final seasons, like, my God, did she piss me off. Like, she, I'm sorry, like, she was that bitch. She like, is an icon. She, nobody is funnier. Nobody makes better TV. No. She did lose her mind a little bit towards the end. I think she had way too much pride um, that, like, conflicted with her being a good housewife. Yeah. But she will be missed. And I wonder what happened. Low yeah. Key, I'm, like, kind of, like, nosy. Of course curious yeah our next story is a tiktok video that is brought to you by peak is that it yeah yeah yeah. did you know that moisturizers don't actually hydrate your skin they just seal the outer layer of your skin to prevent your internal internal moisture from leaking out so if you don't already have enough hydration inside of you topical creams are not going to help you that much but that's why peaks bt foundation is the first skincare that you can drink it enhances and boosts internal moisture production and preservation for results in less than 30 
days. So we've been drinking the Peak uh, Beauty Electrolyte for almost a week. And I have to say the concept of like starting with skincare from the inside makes so much sense because if you're not drinking enough water and you're not like, you know, fueling your body with good things, like it'll show on the outside. Um, and I love this concept of like makeup for your insides. I think it's a great place to get started if you're having trouble with your skin. I definitely felt a huge boost in hydration, like a, like a deeper hydration, not just like a hydration that sits on the surface. I felt like there was more of a glow to my skin. People have been commenting on it. Um, and more like full, like plump, like less raisin vibes, you know? Mm. So the ceramides visibly reduce fine lines and increase your skin elasticity. The hyaluronic acid increases skin moisture content and the electrolytes electrolytes provide deep cellular hydration so peak is offering a limited time offer just for our listeners get 15 percent off plus free shipping for life when you subscribe at peaklife.com slash toast peak is spelled p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e dot com slash toast for 15 percent off and free shipping for life thank you so much for that it's pleasure doing business with you Oh, your sounds. Our next story is a TikTok video that is exposing how grocery stores manipulate you into spending more money using psychological tricks. And this is, I found this to be so interesting. So it's a TikTok user who is showing you how every part of the grocery store is designed to make you spend more money, starting with what you see first, the way that you go around the store. So first you see flowers to put you in a good mood. Then you see uh, uh, the healthy foods, which make customers splurge on less healthy and more expensive items later. Think about how you go through a grocery store. You always walk in, you see the flowers, and then you go towards the produce, right? They also increase their cart size to make you think you can add more items to your cart. They play like music to put you in a good mood and keep you shopping longer. They have prepared foods at the end as a reward. They use scent marketing, like for the pies in the bakery, to lure you in. And this one TikTok user, The Recount, is exposing all the different ways and and not to fall for it. Next time I go to a grocery store, it's also like the way that they do the aisles. Also, the way on the shelves, like whatever's at eye level is the most expensive and whatever's higher and or lower are the products that are cheaper because they want you to just like grab the more expensive one how every single element of a grocery store is just like a psychological okay. trick so i've heard about this trickery um done in casinos um you know there's no windows so you don't really know how much time has passed they pump extra oxygen in the air to keep you awake longer there's so many different things there's no clocks anywhere good luck finding out what time it is um and all those things make sense to me i know there's a lot of things um at costco that are psychological warfare as well you know their rotisserie chicken is one of their best sellers and it's a losing it's a, a product that loses money consistently for Costco, but they place it all the way in the back after this maze so that you have to walk through their entire store, pick up a couple things in order to get that rotisserie chicken that they're losing money on, but they're making money on everything you purchased en route to the rotisserie chicken. However, uh, the person I think who made this TikTok is like being a, like, this is a little bit of a stretch. They put flowers at the front to make you smell good. Like, no, this is I like think a little this stupid. Is, it makes so much sense. Every grocery store has the same thing. Also, the way that you walk around the store, it's counterclockwise. Something about that, like, is designed to 
make you spend more money if you're moving in the same direction that you drive in. But also think about it. Why is every single grocery store chain, like they all do these practices? Never no, once. What you said about the most expensive items being eye level, like that makes sense. Yeah, they also, she Prepare said- Prepare foods at the end for a little treat. That is dumb. That's just what, I disagree. No, I think like this person on TikTok tried to make like, you know, make us think and some of the shit they said is dumb. Next time I go to the grocery store, I'm going clockwise. Ooh, you'll show up. And let's see if I am more economical. It's so true is, because like, you, you, you walk past the produce first and like you just kind of like ignore everything. But then mm-hmm. you're halfway through the store and you're like, fuck, I didn't get enough. So then you start putting in like all these unhealthy things. I guess that's really not how I grocery shop, but maybe I'm just immune to psychological warfare. Like I have a list and what I need I get. Yeah. Like, I don't go grocery shopping for leisure. Like, I'm in and out. I got right. to feed my family. You don't, because it's not, you know, a production in the city. But yeah. for the rest of the world, myself included now, that I'm a, not, I'm a, not New a New Yorker, Yorker, it is. And they're using psychological warfare. So just keep this in mind. I mean, for the most, a lot of the time, I'm just like, okay, good for you. You figured it out. This is your business and you're, you know, making business. Um, but I'm just going to keep these things in mind from now on. What do you think about casinos? Like, do you think that's taking advantage of people? No. No, and especially because the things that they do in casinos to make you, like, stay longer, not realize how much time has passed, I actually like. Like, if I was in a casino that was, like, broad daylight. Yeah, no, it's like they're giving you free drinks and there's no clocks. Like, okay. Right, right. Like, oh, no, you're taking my clocks away, but I'm getting a free tequila soda. I'll live. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's obviously everything, like most things, there's a scale, you know, for me, I'm just in and out. I I don't even enjoy gambling. And I think the free drinks that they give you are nasty. Disgusting. Uh, So I mean, I'm not going to want to stick around for that long. Clocks or no clocks, windows or no windows, but other people have different predilections. But you know what I think is interesting is like the psychological warfare behind Costco. Like there's so, I actually follow a guy or maybe not follow, but he, he comes up all the time for me. He delves into like how Costco stays afloat when they've been selling, you know, their best seller is their hot dog and it's never not been 99 cents and they, it never won't, won't be 99 cents. Yeah. But it's like, that's, and so how could a company whose best seller is losing their money? How can that make any sense? And I don't think they really ever change the price of their food, like food products, like not like on shelves, but at like the little restaurant. Um, and that's because that's what keeps people coming in. That's what keeps people paying the $90 a year or whatever it is for their membership. So even though they're losing money on that, overall, it's bringing people in the store using a membership and then also getting them to just peruse the other aisles, buying stuff that they probably don't need that makes money for Costco. Damn, son. Makes you think you need a doctorate for these grocery stores. Hut to navigate these waters. We need a grocery store doctor, uh, like psychological doctor, doctor of science, psychology on the show to explain these tactics and how we can combat them in our everyday lives. And how, how to spot them. That's the hard part. You don't even know you're being warfared. And which chains are the most nefarious and which just are putting out the food. Yeah, like just doing what we asked. Yeah. Makes you think. And yeah, no, because it also makes you think a lot of people order their groceries online now through various services and you're becoming immune to the warfare. Right, but they can put that warfare in the app, putting the, you know, the certain products first. Oh, and they definitely do. And like you search something and you can't find it, but like you know that store carries it. It's like they don't want you to buy it. Warfare. 
warfare. Now it's time for our fifth and final story that will lead into our TV recap. Wait, where's my story? I sent you a story. Oh my God, you did. I forgot. And we're talking about this dumb fucking grocery bullshit? Oh my God, you did. I forgot. Pull it up. I totally forgot. I requested a story oh late God. last night. Oh my God, I've been waiting. Like, oh my God, it's my next. Yay, it's <laughs> my next. Gwyneth Paltrow will make a guest appearance on Shark Tank alongside DoorDash CEO Tony Zhu. Gwyneth Paltrow is set to make her first time appearance on Shark Tank in, as a guest in season 14. The DoorDash CEO will also make his first appearance this season. The actress founded the lifestyle brand known as Goop. She became CEO of the company in 2016 alongside its book imprints, skincare and fragrances, lines and live events. Goop's has two Netflix shows and now she will join the longtime Sharks in, shir- in search of their next big thing. Shark Tank I- season 14 premieres on Friday, September 23rd. I just love this. First of all, I love the guest shark industry. You know, like who they choose I find so interesting, especially when it's like, celebrities and honestly they kind of like dropped the ball since Bethany and to be honest there was like so much hoopla for Bethany and I didn't think she was like that great I thought she was like kind of like a bully like yeah she's also she's not an ensemble kind of gal she's a one-woman show and so like yeah it was just she didn't blend she didn't mesh into the cast it was like the sharks and Bethany. the Bethany show yeah no you're so right that's exactly what it was um and honestly, I felt as though she was out of her depth, honestly. Yeah, me too. And it's like the products had to be so tailored for like the skinny girl brand. And it mm-hmm. was just, she's not, uh, as far as we know, like a very versatile investor. She has a very specific niche. And, you know, not everyone wants a little on-the-go wax kit for your mustache. A hundred percent. However, I think Gwyneth Paltrow is an amazing choice. One, because like Gwyneth is just like that bitch. Like wherever she goes, she fits in, you know? Yes. Whether she's singing on Glee or being the mom and politician, like she's a chameleon. She can really like be the best, funniest version of herself for the environment that she's in. Yes. And I also think her area of expertise, which is wellness, is such a huge category that it's they- broad. That- so many different companies can come and they can pick from a lot of different companies to tailor to her episode. And I also just, especially with her show, I never even really watched it, but it's just seeing I did. clips and episodes. Like she's so open-minded. So I, yes. I feel like there's nothing that she won't hear. She's so like inclusive and just like wants to learn. And I feel like she could, I could see her sitting for a pitch about anything and being and really be into, into it. it, genuinely into it. And I love like, just like on Songland, Shark Tank, like you really get a sense of the person's acumen when it comes to whatever their field is. So we get to see like, who's actually a good songwriter and, and performer yes, on Songland. Totally. We get to see who's actually a sound business mind on Shark Tank. And I think Gwyneth is that mind. And I look forward to being proven right. Yeah, I think people are going to be really surprised by what they see. Like, I think she's, I mean, Goop is worth over a billion dollars. People mocked her endlessly for it over the years. She persevered. It's now like the wellness company. She's just everything of the sort. And I think like whatever your conception of Gwyneth Paltrow is, like this will change it. Like I think you're going to leave the episode having like an enormous amount of respect for her her brain. I think you're going to have like, an enormous amount of respect for the company that she's built. And then personal personality wise, like she's so funny. She's so beautiful. Like I think everywhere she goes, people are just like enamored she's with just her glow. Magnetic. Yeah. Magnetic. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited. And also I do feel like I, 
I'm such a big Shark Tank fan, but I haven't watched in years. Me neither. I don't know why. I feel like the ball has been dropped a little bit. Some of their guest sharks haven't done it for me. Or just, you know, the marketing. I think I even record every episode. It never even occurred to me to watch over the last two years. Like now I'm back in the game. No, I completely I'm agree. back like, in the tank. We were, we were talking about Shark Tank on the show like every single day two years ago. And I think like their COVID episodes when they were all like spread out. It was just like every business was like, is a sanitizer for your phone? Like it was like a lot of COVID. And yeah. I think people don't want to turn on TV and be reminded of the worst time of their fucking life. And every business is like, Okay, but how is this, it's a product. How is this a business? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I love this selection. I cannot wait to see what Gwyneth does, and I will be tuning in. Same, same, same. Now, are you ready for our fifth and final story that will lead into our TV recap? I am. I'm really excited. House of the Dragon series premiere crashes the HBO Max application on Amazon devices. 10 million viewers tuned in to the House of Dragon premiere on Sunday night and a ton of Amazon devices went down and crashed the HBO Max site due to the popularity and all the fanfare for the new show. So I saw this morning that over 10 million people tuned in. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, I wasn't even really like looking. I, this wasn't on my radar at all, and I wasn't like waiting for the drop. And then it came out. And I was like, "Oh, I love to do the re- recaps on the toast. Let me watch it." And me and Ben watched it last night, and it brought me right back to that moment, like watching a show where I'm incredibly confused. Everything is really dark. I have to turn my lights off. Like that energy just brought me back to such a great, fun time in my life. Yeah, and I loved it. No, I loved it. I, like you, like when I knew that there was a prequel coming out, I just assumed like it would never be here. And now that it's here, I'm like, oh, I should watch. It was such a great time to like be a part of something. And obviously 10 million other people felt the same thing. And as I was watching the first episode, yes, I was really confused in some of the like small council scenes. I'm like, what are they talking about? But then you have to remember how confused you were season one, episode one of Game of Thrones. And like, it doesn't matter that you were confused you'll figure it out along the way. So I was just along for the ride. I thought the show was so good. It's like doing no disgrace to the legacy of Game of to Thrones. Like it's 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 just what we need, honestly. Well, let's recap the episode um, because I have a lot of questions for you because you're like the resident Game of Thrones encyclopedia. And like when I don't understand something, like I need you to explain it to me. Hi. And it is brought to you by Air Doctor. Okay. So my Air Doctor is sitting right over there. When I was staying at your house, I had one in my bedroom, which I really appreciated because Air Doctor is it. So clean air, breathing in clean air, it is the fastest and easiest way to have a positive impact on your health. And it's so important to improve the quality of your indoor air with a high quality air purifier. And then all you have to do is breathe. So whether you have allergies or asthma, there are certain things you can do to ensure that your indoor air quality is getting better and that it's healthy for you. That's why you've got to check out Air Doctor. You are breathing over 20,000 times a day, and the Air Doctor is going to fill out any dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to do that. They use an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.9% of tested bacteria and viruses. So allergens can vary in size, but the average pollen size is about 25 microns, and the Air Doctor captures particles as small as 0.003 microns in that size, which is 100 times smaller than even the HEPA standard. So what I really like about Air Doctor is obviously all the fancy things it does to get the toxins, the allergens, the bacteria out of your air, and you'll feel a visible difference in how you're breathing. But also there are some purifiers that are just fucking ugly, like really butt ugly. And like, who wants that in their house? I'm looking at it right now. Air Doctor's sleek. Sometimes I forget it's here. It's quiet. 
It doesn't make itself known. It blends in. I have it in white. It's just like, it's really truly stunning. Um, and it's aesthetically pleasing, which is nice because if you're trying to cultivate a nice vibe in your bedroom, mm -hmm. you don't want like a big, ugly thing. Um, the classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier, which is what we have, is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630 plus square foot room four times an hour. So within a few days of getting the Air Doctor, you will notice a huge difference. For me, I noticed a difference in congestion. For Ben, I noticed a huge decrease in his coughing and throat clearing and his itchy nose. And if these are things you struggle with, especially seasonally, I would recommend checking out Air Doctor. They come with a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So if, that, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code TOAST. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 30% off, 35% off, excuse me. So that's up to 35% off, but only if you go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-R-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code TOAST at airdoctorpro.com, promo code TOAST. All right. So here okay. was my first initial question for the Game of Thrones House of Dragons mm -hmm. recap. Um, I just felt like I wasn't sure who we were supposed to like and like be rooting for. And I will refer to everyone as how they are related to the king because I don't remember any names, okay. but I think his name is Damon, D the brother. Yeah. Are we supposed to be rooting for him? Because like I kind of was, but he was also giving like villainous vibes. Yeah, I think it's meant to be a little ambiguous, but no, I, I feel like he is one of those mad Targaryens with an yeah. evil streak because that roundup of the king's guard, oh, yeah. like that wasn't quite just yeah, but but it was like thieves and rapists was it though know? did they have a trial or was he going through the town just oh. calling people thieves rapists and murderers oh that's a good question never occurred to me yeah okay my other question was like did you get any sexy vibes between new air and her uncle damon yes and it would behoove everyone if they got together yeah. and produced an air uh who would sit on the throne. And, you know, they do love a little uncle, niece, loving. They do. And, like, not to be disgusting, but, like, I ship. I was like, yes, auntie. I do not get ship. I think he's disgusting. Oh, I think he's kind of hot. And I was, like, into his vibe. But I, I, like, knew that that was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I think a lot of Only when his hair was flat ironed, by the way. Like, when he had curly hair, I was like, ew. I but think at the funeral, his hair was like slick, looked like he got a keratin treatment. I was like, yeah. No, uncle. he was a little too evil for my liking. And like in the, with all the girls and the air for a day, it was just twisted. Okay, air for a day was fucked up. But he wasn't wrong what he said to the king. He's like, you're weak. Like everyone in there just wants something from you. Your the hand of your your king is like sending his daughter in to fuck you a minute after your wife dies. The guy at the end of the table just wants his wife to be queen. Like everybody wants something from you. You're too dumb to see it. Yes. And, I, and no, like they all want a little something from him, but like no one really there is like evil, I think. Everyone's I think obviously him sending his daughter in. Everyone's trying to further themselves, but I think that Damon like is the only one who if he actually had any power would really make the lives of the people miserable. I'm not I'm holding judgment. I'm into okay. Damon. I think there's a little charisma there. Also, obviously that girly daughter of the king who's best friends with this the heir went in, fucked him, she's pregnant, and now it's like, well he named the successor, but he has an heir uh, on, on the, the way. way. In oh, you think they already fucked? 100%. I think they were just laying the groundwork. Okay, well, either way, that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the scene, you know, the where birth. they cut the baby. Yeah. That was really, like, 
extremely difficult to watch and like I really felt like we didn't need to see it yeah so a lot of people a a few people like told me trigger warning for that scene like for mamas and then I saw like a post article like there's a scene so then I figured like when you know it's time for the birth something bad is going to happen I kind of closed my eyes so I didn't really see anything like too gory but I understood what was happening you know he murdered his wife uh very and like does that make him evil like I didn't know but then it was like he, they wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for him being obsessed with having a son and like not even thinking once like, oh, maybe my lovely daughter who loves combat and is actually really smart, like maybe she would make a good king. So like they were only in that position because he was fucking annoying. But like if it was a normal situation, like I guess that was common back then. Like you sacrifice one for the other. Yeah. But then the baby didn't even make it. Ugh, that was terrible. The little baby in the funeral. Terrible. But it's also so crazy. I think about this all the time, how like modern medicine, you know, what she was having was a C-section, C-section. which is performed all the time. Now babies are in breach all the time. And like how we've changed. Much has changed. And like, it's really amazing. No. And I'm eternally grateful to Hashem, my Lord, that I was born a woman in the age of epidural. Like, I cannot imagine giving birth in some forlorn castle. And that's best case scenario. And that's you know, in best a case scenario. Uh, with, like, people holding my legs wide open and a grand maester between my pussy. Like, absolutely but not. But Claude, you would get some milk of the poppy. Oh, yeah, but not, not enough to hurt the baby. Yeah. Like, oh, and what is that disgusting lesion on the king's back and what's this disease where the iron is against his skin like he's bleeding every time he sits on the throne uh i don't he's bleeding every time he sits on the throne well he got the lesion from sitting on the throne and then the next time he was sitting there he had blood on his pinky when he kicked out his brother i think that he got like he cut himself because he's sitting on the throne of swords but there's something about like he has some sort of blood disorder like almost like a hemophilia that he could bleed out that's my theory Oh, my theory is like he's not a special Targaryen. Like it's Valerian steel. Aren't Targaryens supposed to like, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is, he had his hands on the fire. I know. So that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, okay, so he can do the dragon thing. Yeah. Her oh, cars. and then at the end, there was like this big secret. Did they say the secret or is the secret that there's winter coming? The secret is that winter is coming. Uh, what a bad secret. But Because we all know it. Yeah, it's just, like, not juicy. Well, it's juicy to them that they have seen. I thought seen- he was going to say, like, uh, you're a Baratheon. Like, I thought it was going to be juicy. <laughs> no, like, it's a secret to them. They've seen the end of times, and it's up to them oh. to turn it around. Brand. They need to turn it around, 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 turn it around. King's Landing was looking majorly forlorn. No, I thought everything was looking better. Like everything's in its heyday. Even there at Harrenhal in the beginning, like that's that forlorn place where Arya went that one time where she was like when she was a boy. Oh my God, I was thinking, what is Harrenhal? Yeah, all these places and people and families like are in their prime. And King's Landing, like when they came into like the court of King's Landing where weren't you like- Bustling Metropolis. We're home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say the girly, Rhaenyria. Rhaenyra. What's her name? Venereal disease. No, you just messed me up. I think it's Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Um, Stunning. Literally, when the show opened and she was touching the dragon, I thought it was Amelia Clark. Stunning, gorgeous girl, gorgeous actress, everything of the sort. I went to Google her because there's something about her that's familiar. 
And then I looked at her catalog and you know what she's from for five years? What? A place to call home. Oh God. My favorite show on Acorn TV. You guys Wait. have to watch the show. But were you also getting like lesbian love vibes yes. between her and her friend? Yes. And so obviously okay. her friend's going to fuck her dad and also put her like inheritance into question. And it's going to be a major betrayal on all fronts. And then Rhaenyra is going to have to push that bitch down the stairs. Honestly, like that's what's going to have to be done. We sh- she's not that kind of girl. No, she's not power hungry, which is why she would make a great queen. Yeah. And she's humane, which is why she would make a great queen. Yeah. I just like was like obsessed with Damon. Like I'm like, yes, King. Yes. Oh my God. No, he's made me sick. No, because he reminds me of Daenerys's brother. Yeah, because there is, you know, due to all the incest, there is an evil afoot in the Targaryen family and some of them are mad and some of them are not. And as we see here. And what about the king? Like, is he nefarious? I think that he is a good king he's not a great king because he doesn't have like the person who anointed him I think was a great king he's fine he's good I think he could be easily swayed um but he's not he's not nefarious no he made a really bad call obviously in murdering his wife because he was so like wrapped up wrapped up in his successor and his legacy but I don't think he is evil I think he really loved his wife and I think he's truly heartbroken yeah me too me too that was low-key sad like dead ass yeah so good like I loved it yeah because like an evil king if you had someone in your family who was you know calling your heir for a day like he would have smote him on the yeah, spot yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but instead he like was... he just sent him away but like Damon if someone if Damon were king and someone came in and was like talking trash about Damon head to the dogs yeah Damon's Joffrey yeah but like I still am reserving hope like maybe he would be a good king and like everyone's just underestimating him. I don't think so. But no, the the current king is very Tommen. He's good, but is he strong enough? Right, right. He's fine. He's fine. But fine is better than, you know, the mad king. Yeah. Nice to see, you know, the ancestors of the Starks and the Baratheons make small appearances at the knighting. Yeah, everyone ceremony. you know everyone from like yeah. even the Dornish Yep. Handsome man. I love him. Oh, he was uh, cute. I love him for Rhaenyra, but um, I do feel like she's going to wind up with her uncle, unfortunately. I know, because also that guy's uh, dad or mom is a commoner. Yeah. Also, I feel like Rhaenyra's friend will be pregnant, and in order to like have a firmer grasp... I'll succeed. Firmer grasp on the title, they will produce an heir as well. Love that. I don't know, but I also called it all wrong last night. I thought that Damon was going to die in combat and that the baby was also going to die and no, or that the baby was going to be a girl and live. I thought the baby was going to be a girl. My bitch, you just killed your wife for nothing. And then Damon would be gone and Rhaenyra would be the only heir. Not that it would be a choice. It would just be like, it has to be Rhaenyra. And justice for the aunt. Always justice for the auntie. The queen who never was or whatever. She would have been good. She should do a podcast on underestimating women. <sighs> Megan should have her on. <laughs> um, so all in all, I am so happy to have this like type of show back in my life. Mm-hmm. I will be keeping up on a weekly basis. Um, it was very good. I feel like there was like a lot of drama with what Game of Thrones was going to do next. There was like a show that got canceled. Like there was yeah. a lot. And there this was is what we landed on. Two and prequels happy. in the works. And this is what we got. 
And I love it. Like, I'm loving all the blonde of hair. And I'm loving oh, having, right, like, wait. we're going to have new huge celebrities. Like, Millie oh, Alcock. I love, I love the nobodies. I love it. By the I, way, I thought that Rhaenyra was supposed to be nine because they said, like, nine years later in the beginning, like, the, the mother was pregnant. Oh, yeah. When they when he chose the king as his successor. And then it was said nine years later. And this girl looks kind of little. I'm like, maybe she's just, like, a 13-year-old playing a nine-year-old. She's 22. Oh, but I guess the mom was pregnant with someone else. Perhaps, but yeah, yeah, maybe. The mom said she was pregnant ten, five Sorry, times in 10 she's years. She's 22 in real life. She could. How old is venereal disease? I don't know. She could be nine. <laughs> no way. I think she's probably 15, 16. Shows love to like give us someone blooming into adulthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like um, Daenerys was. The last thing I wanted to say... I feel like it was about Damon because I'm obsessed. Oh, when he was at the whorehouse. Um, and I just, I love Game of Thrones for normalizing the word whore. Like, not, you know, women aren't whores. But, like, they were, like, their title back then was whore. And I just <laughs> love saying it. Like, whore. Um, when he's at the whorehouse with this whore, who's a big fat whore. <laughs> um, and she's like, do you want me to bring in a girl who has silver hair? Like, he's obviously obsessed with, in, like, Incest. I mean, incest is best when you are a Targaryen. And, and you know clearly, what? I'm clearly Rhaenyra's it. mom is some sort of Targaryen because she was silver of hair. Totally. It's giving cousin. Yeah. And I, I actually, so I found like a, a, a family Chart. tree. Yeah. On Twitter last night that actually gave me a spoiler. Uh, so <gasps> don't go and do that. Yeah. How are there spoilers? It shows you are who, these books? It shows you who marries who. Are these books? Uh, I'm not sure. But like George. So how would this person know who marries who? Oh, because I think in the initial books, they give you all of these family trees at some uh -huh. point. Like they, someone puts it all together. And so. Um, so don't I, tell me. No, no, no. I won't tell you. It's nothing major or anything, but I had to stop looking. So I don't know where Ama came from. Ama, yeah. Ama. How does he come up with all these names? No, I was, okay, what is, first of all, deadass, I know Damon, because it's actually a real name, like Damon John. Right. And Rhaenyria, because she's like the most important character. What the fuck is everyone, what is the king's name? Rheumatoid. <laughs> what is uh, the hand of the king's name? Otto Hightower. Ooh, good call. What is the queen who never was his name? In that opening scene, like nine years prior, they were like, my cousin Deliria and my brother Veneria with my auntie Rhaenyria and our daughter Shaviria. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how am I going to follow this show? Yeah, also it was interesting, the baby, the heir for a day. Bombino. Balon, who we know Balon Greyjoy of 172 years later, maybe he had some Targaryen in him if it's a family name. Yeah, because it wasn't giving Veneria. It was like Bambino. So I was like, oh, different family. <laughs> Bambino. I was like, finally, a name. I'll be able to recognize this child by his name because it doesn't sound like Veneria. I have a question, and boom, though. child dies. When the baby came out of the womb, was it screaming? Was the baby it was fine. For a few hours. Then it wasn't. God. And then you heard the baby be like, yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, 
Yeah, I guess so. I thought that the baby was going to be like part baby, part dragon. Who had mm. a baby? Like, um, like a. Renesme. No, like, no, not in a good way. Like in a, in a not good way. Well, whatever it was, I understood it as like the baby was born. It was healthy. It was a boy. And for a second, the father was like, oh, this was worth murdering my wife. Then it wasn't. Yeah. I don't even think he felt like it was worth murdering his wife for that second. I think he was like, I got what I wanted. And look, it's not even what I wanted. Is it what I wanted? Yeah. Would I even be happy? That's what Rhaenyra said. Like, maybe he'll finally have experienced a moment's joy having gotten what he wanted. I just, like, I was up all night dreaming, like, about Veneria and... Liberia. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I can't believe you're so obsessed with Damon. He's so scary. Am I the only one? Like, no, I was I reading think he tweets. Was that crazy. People were like obsessed with the actor. I think like yeah. they thought he did a really good job. He's, he's obviously hot. very compelling, and he's the only one who's ready to fuck shit up in Westeros. Yeah, and so far he hasn't shown me that he's like truly evil. But we need to know where those people thieves, murderers, and rapists. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's that's important. Yeah. I just like him. Like need his hairstylist number ASAP. <laughs> um, so yes, we will continue the recaps. I loved it. That will be on Mondays. Yep. And that's loved all it. Wrote. Loved it. There's your TV recaps. We're back. There's your TV recaps. We're back. Uh, is that all she wrote? It's all she wrote. Pencils down, everyone. Thank Ooh. you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Public Radio, Ivory, Cast, Books, Books, Podcasts, Follow me on TikTok, bitch. Love you. Bye. Bye.